putting your thoughts into words, there's something special about that. And it just makes, I don't know, your perspective kind of like makes sense, right? So yeah, that, I'll say that is benefit number one, the amount of growth that we have experienced because of mm. publishing has been absolutely amazing. And then what, what we say to people that they're like, oh, we want to be omnipresent and stuff. We say that we call it relative omnipresent, right? It's you don't need to be everywhere for everyone. You need to be everywhere for the right people, right? You are now entering a new paradigm. So here is my issue. I wanted to find the answers to life's biggest questions. Things like, how do I become happy and live with purpose? How do I make more money doing what I love? And what does it mean to be truly successful in all areas of life? My name is Josh Forty, at Josh Forty on Instagram, and I ask life's biggest questions and share the answers with you. My goal is to help you find purpose, happiness, and open your mind to new realms of possibility by helping you think differently about everything you do, know, and understand. On this podcast, we think different, we dream bigger, and we live in a world without limits. This is a new paradigm. Welcome to the Think Different Theory. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Think Different Theory. My name is Josh Forty, and... Happy Friday, guys. Happy Friday, happy Friday. Um, we're back with more interviews. I told you guys we were getting back into the swing of this. Wednesday's interview was epic. If you guys haven't gone and registered for Damon's workshop yet, we will link that down below. Uh, he's in the SEO space. He's legit. He's been doing SEO for 13 years. If you are in that position where you're like, hey, you're a startup business looking for SEO or you're an existing business and you like, how do I hire an SEO person? He's the dude to go to. He's not paying me to say this or promote it, but I'm just seriously like, go sign up for that. DamonBurton.com slash workshop. Um, we'll link that down below as well. Anyway, guys, we're back. Happy Friday. It is the first double interview week in uh, like probably two or three months where we had back-to-back -back interviews. Two out of the three episodes that we're, we're dropping here this week are our interviews. We have an interview today, but it's a very special interview, guys, um, because it is with my content team, actually. These guys... We're going to bring them on here. It's going to be a little bit weird. We had to shrink the camera, so we're all like kind of scrunched a little bit. But it's all right. Um, these guys came to me back at the beginning of this year when we were looking for content people, and we're like, hey, we want to do your content. And I was like, all right. And then they quoted me, and I was like, sorry, guys. Like, that's not going to work. And then they came back. They're like, no, dude, we want to work with you. And I was like, all right, you guys are crazy, but sounds good. And um, they've been doing an amazing, amazing job. They are responsible for all of the micro content that you guys see from Think Different Theory on Instagram, on Facebook, everything like that. They, uh, they've worked with some pretty awesome people. They've had some pretty awesome people on their show. I'm not going to delay it any longer, but I have to warn you guys, their, uh, their mother, their mother was psycho or something like that. They're brothers and they named their, their names are both Lewis, Lewis and Lewis. I don't even know how to pronounce their last name. Welcome to Think Different Theory, guys. What's up? What's up? What's up, Josh? Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having us, brother. Thanks for having us out here. All right. So it's an honor. So here's here's the big question. How do we tell you guys apart? What do, what do we call? So we got guy in black shirt on the left named Lewis. Guy in what maroonish shirt on the right named Lewis. How do we tell you guys apart? What do we call you guys? I mean, that's it. It's easy for for you to remember. You only need to remember one name. That's it. <laughs> I, 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 but how, how do you know who I'm talking to? We 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 can we can sense it. That, that that's the that's the truth you know that's the superpower <laughs> gotcha, no, gotcha. But, uh, it, it's, it's been fun i mean it, it is a great tool whenever we go to different live events you know we introduce us so hey what's up i'm luis and then my brother comes yeah. like hey i'm also luis i'm like what and then never like they don't forget ever yeah uh but we can call the handsome guy which is this guy <laughs> to my left uh funzy okay <laughs> you can call him fun all right so so <laughs> Fonzie's the guy in the maroon shirt and luis is uh the guy in the black shirt and are you guys wearing the same shirt, just different colors? That is true. Let us tell, your, let story. tell your story. Man, you guys are matching all day long. That's so funny. Well done, I mean, guys. You, you, so that's, when, it, when we started, story. yeah, when we started our business, actually, we had we we started before doing t-shirts. We had a t-shirt. Oh, company. really? And yeah, it was a, a struggle. We didn't enjoy it at all. <laughs> but when we started our, our social media agency right back, this was like, what, four or five years ago, we decided we're like, you know what? 
let's make seven shirts, seven different colors, one for each day of the week. We're going to be branded forever. And that's exactly what we did. We literally created our shirts. And I mean, if you see my closet, I pretty much have only this, these seven shirts. That's pretty much it. <laughs> that's, it. that's actually super awesome, though. I feel like, like, so clothing is not uh, my strength. Uh, in fact, check this out. This is probably the brightest colored shirt I've ever worn on this podcast before. <laughs> we, we were about to say that. We're like, you're going to make our job so much easier now. It's going gonna, gonna to pop. Right. So um, it's Nike. I don't know. Hold on. Can, can we see this? So, okay. So I got this little yeah, Nike. Yeah. Look. I went shopping this weekend, actually. So uh, it was date day. Leah and I went out and we took the Jeep out, right? Which, oh my gosh, we have to talk about that. Yes. Because uh, yes. I know you have a Jeep. One of you does. I forget <laughs> yes. which one. Anyway, so we go down, um, there's this, the outlet mall um, down there. And like, you, you know, the memes and like the images you see about Steve Jobs and, and Zuckerberg, how they like wear the same t-shirts and the same clothes like every day so that they, you know, they don't have to make decisions. Like that's me, yep. right? I yep. could wear the same black t-shirt and the same shorts every single day of the week and be like, never, ever worry about anything. But uh, my girlfriend exactly. was like, no, it's time to upgrade your wardrobe. We need to have bring some color into you. So we went shopping. We went down to Nike. And uh, they had, dude, the outlets are awesome. I'm used to paying like 40 bucks for, a, you know, 30, 40 bucks for a Nike shirt. That's why I never go shopping. I think this was yeah. 10 bucks or something like that down at the outlets. So I don't know. I spent like $200 in new clothes. And uh, this is one of them. Oh, congrats. So here it we are. Amazing. Thank you. It's yeah, not, brand it's not branded anymore. Now, it's, now I'm promoting Nike. Nike ought to be writing, <laughs> writing me sponsorship checks here. But anyway, anyway, that, that's super cool, though. So you guys, uh, tell me a little bit about you guys. For those people that don't know you, um, yeah. you know, I, I've hinted at you guys a lot before. You know, I've tagged you guys in some Instagram stories or whatnot. So some people definitely know you out there a lot. I mean, you've had some, some awesome people on your guys' show as well. But, like, give me your backstory. We'll go to Louise first, not Fonzie. Let's go to Louise first. <laughs> yeah. and give us a little backstory where you guys are at. Uh, what you guys do, stuff like that. And we'll, and we'll dive into this here. Yeah, yeah definitely, man. So um, we are originally from Venezuela. So uh, we've been in the States. I've been since 2010. Came as a, a student athlete, you know, playing soccer. That's our thing. Uh, that's how we ended up here with both in scholarship. So Fonzie here went to Texas. I, I came to Florida. Wow. Uh, and, you know, through college, we're like, you know, really, we don't we don't really see ourselves in uh, the corporate job market. You know, I don't think that's us. I felt really uncomfortable in a suit and tie, uh, you know, let alone in a in a cubicle. Right. That was my, <laughs> my image of, of corporate life. Yeah. And I'm like, let's just build something. Right. Let's start something. And we always kind of had that entrepreneurial um, bug inside yeah. of us. Even even back home, uh, we will go to these uh, side market and buy these soccer jerseys for about let's say five bucks, and then we will go, go back to our school and sell upsell them for like fifty bucks, right? Nice. And uh, that was like our first like taste of entrepreneurship, yeah. uh, which was amazing. We we're you know ten and thirteen at the time, mm. and uh, so we always had that bug to do something. Well, we never really knew what to do. So, uh, one day Fonsi comes here and he's like, dude, like, I, I honestly, I'm with you. I don't want to do this. I, I don't want to go to, you know, any, any other job. I don't see myself doing that. So what do we do? So we read the book, the one thing mm. and we're like, Hey, what's, uh, what are we good at? <laughs> and, um, you know, you talk a lot about asking others, um, about, you know, what are you good at? But we didn't do that. So we just assumed that we we're good at social media, <laughs> which we find out really quick that we were not right. <laughs> So, uh, so basically what we did is, um, we dove in into a Ty Lopez course at the time about, this was what, like five years ago, almost. Six oh years man. Now. Ty Lopez. Really? That's <laughs> yeah. so funny. The, the yeah. gateway drug to, uh, to entrepreneurship. entrepreneurship. <laughs> man, man, Ty Lopez. He, I, I, I don't get the hate, man. I mean, I, I mean, I understand where it comes from, but his stuff is solid. It really is. Yeah. yeah hey. Yeah, we we invested these 500 bucks. I think it was that we never had. It, it was like a credit card. And we're like, let's just buy this course, social media marketing agency, the first version. And I think Fonzie, do you finish that? Because I did not Yeah, no, we, we never finished it. <laughs> never finished yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we went halfway through it, but it was what we needed to learn at the moment. Right. Like he got us off our butt. Executing. Going to stores and starting to sell something. Right. Yeah. So the, the first idea was like, let's go to restaurants actually and sell these social media 
packages that we actually had no idea what they were. But, you know, we ended up in going to Mexican restaurants. Not sure why Mexicans restaurants. Yeah. Uh, but the first sale was like a $500 a month. Yeah. Uh, it, it, sorry, it, it was the, the typical, oh, they need it, right? They need like it, right. You see the restaurant that like, yeah. they have no social media presence. Yeah. They, they need more clients and you're like, they need it. They're probably going to pay for it. But that's definitely not the... Uh, Lesson yeah. learned, let me say. It. Lesson yeah. learned. Uh, <laughs> it, it was a horrible experience of trying to convince them that they needed it. So, yeah. uh, but who, at the end of the day. Who was it that uh, that says it's easier to, I, I don't know, I'm sure lots of people have said it, but it's, it's easier to redirect funds than it is to create, like pull new funds out of people. Meaning like it's easier to, to land a client that is already spending money on advertising by stealing them away from their, the current person they're paying than it is to yep. convince somebody new that has never paid for advertising or management before to start paying for it. Yeah. You just, uh, and it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because I mean, they were paying for magazine advertising, so they were not able to track anything. So I think that was like the key point that we touched that with them. We're like, Hey, here, you can actually see what's happening yeah. with your impressions. Right. Um, so anyways, that turned out to be a not very good experience. And then after that, it started to evolve to different things where we would go out to business. They'll say, Hey, we need this, this, and that on marketing. We'll say, yes, uh, we'll do it. And then we come back and we're like, learn it real quick and then execute. We, the cool thing was that we were getting actual re good results, right? Yeah. And they were, they were happy with it. But the thing is like, we just diluted our services so much. And that not, not only that, we were also in like this learning phase of our life. So literally our clients were like, or, uh, how do you, or guinea pigs, right? They yeah. were guinea pigs. Yeah. And we're like, look, we got this awesome new idea. And literally one of our yeah. clients one day was like, Hey guys, I love you. I love everything that you guys have done for me, but I feel like we are your guinea pigs. And I, I couldn't say anything because I was like, it is true. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I, and to this day, you know, she has been amazing and it was really, yeah. really a great experience working with her. Uh, and we love her, you know, we're still friends. That's awesome. But uh, very grateful that she gave us that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And then from there started to evolve to the point that, you know, Fonzi met uh, Russell, well, met the book, Dotcom Secrets. He was reading it on, on Panda Express. We love Panda. Oh, not yes. <laughs> Panda Express. Let's go. But, uh, <laughs> so uh, anyway, so, so he was that uh, and he's like, dude, you got to check this guy out. And at the time I was working in the fitness industry full time uh, selling or, you know, yeah, convincing people to, to come to these fitness studios. We had about a network of nine studios. And uh, we didn't really knew like the, the definition of actual selling and marketing. And, you know, yeah. we were dealing with all these marketing agencies that they were delivering leads, but they were not the right customers. So right. there was already some friction there. And we ended up going to 10X in Miami um, and saw him speak for the oh, first time live. Wait, the, what was that? Oh, the Miami one. So two years ago. Yes. Yep. Two years ago, nice. 2019. Yeah, yeah, I was there. I didn't know you yeah, guys were I think there. We, I think Fonzie was the one that's like, dude, like when we saw you at Offermine uh, last year, he's like, I think he was in 10X and, you know, and stuff like that. Well, so it that's so kind of how we... It's so funny. At 10X, though, it was such a big event, right? But what was funny was is that since it was a stadium, like you could kind of see everybody, right? So if there was somebody that like stuck out, like they, they stuck out. And I was wearing yeah. white pants and a bright pink shirt and a backwards yes. hat, right? Like super not coordinated or matching at all. Going back to my struggles with dressing myself. You, you, right? You're wearing the, those Miami vibes. <laughs> but, Miami. but here's the thing though. Everybody remembers it, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's mm -hmm. so many people that are like, dude, I saw you, right? And I'm like, and you saw nobody else that was dressed properly, right? Like, yeah. so I'm just saying, that's good. It works. That, that, it works. That's the secret behind the t-shirts. I mean, everybody remembers that. You guys are wearing the same t-shirt. You guys have the same name. That's okay. It is yeah. a marketing shirt. Our mom was very smart, you you're, know, back in the day. Anyways. <laughs> you're not mad at your mom for the the names. You're like, hey, we're going to no, use it to our advantage. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Actually, so, like, that thought actually never even crossed my mind. I don't, I don't think I've, I've given that thought, you know, um, because, I mean, we have, we actually have two names. He's Luis Daniel and I am Luis Alfonso. Um, so, but yeah, back home, everybody has always used both and it's, it's no, pretty easy. No, that's just not how that, <laughs> that's just not how that works. It's not yeah. how it works. Okay. Okay. So how did you get into content creation? Cause you guys are bosses at it now, but like, yeah. 
How'd you get there? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so that conference, right, kind of set us on that new path where we we talked about an omni-channel process where marketing, it is the start of a sale, right? And that was like, that's mind blowing to us. And uh, we got introduced to funnels. So we actually started selling funnels to brick and mortars, which is the industry that I was coming from, right? Uh, what started to happen is like, even though they were getting results, it was really challenging for them to build the systems on the back end to kind of support that revenue stream or new clients or the way that they were actually onboarding new people into their services. Yeah. So it created friction, right? So we're like, okay, through that journey, we're like content is a massive part of this thing because it's basically the front of your store on the online world. So how are you going to create those points of contact? And then these ideas started to evolve to where like, okay, how can I, you know, multiply my message? How can I create more points of contact? Yeah. Uh, so then I can actually get a frictionless sale. So I don't have to convince anybody because it was so painful in the, in, in the back end for us. So I just want them to come to me and be like, dude, uh, what do you offer? I want to, I want to, here's my credit card, right? I want right. to buy from you. Right. So, so throughout that year, we started developing different things in different system. And then at the end of the day, we developed the M2M, which is the thing that we do with you, uh, where it allows us to create high volume, high quality content. So we can create all these points of contact yeah. with your audience. So then they know who you are, they trust you, and then you can actually get that frictionless sale. Yeah, I actually, I want to talk about this because I think this is important. I, I want to lead this question into how you help your clients design and create content, right? Because I know you guys aren't the ones creating the core content, but you work with a lot of people. So you have some experience, right? But like this whole idea of omnipresence, this whole idea of creating content and content being the front of like the front of your sale, right? Essentially, I don't think a lot of people get that. And I'm curious to know like what you guys have seen or like your thoughts or talk about it. Cause like you guys know, like I'm, I create a lot of content. Like I, for the size of revenue business that I am, there's nobody that creates more content than I do, I don't believe. And for like, out of anybody that I know that doesn't have like, that's not like Russell Brunson level, like the only person that really creates more content that I know on a daily basis is like a Steve Larson, right? I mean, like, in, at least in this world, obviously there are people that I don't know that, that make more, but like I produce a lot of content. And I think one of the big things I hear a lot, actually, let me ask you this. Do you guys hear this a lot? Well, my... I'm not going to create content or I don't create content because the content I do create doesn't get any views or low engagement every single day, <laughs> like yeah, every freaking day, dude. Yeah. And I want to like, <laughs> like, I want to just reach through the screen, grab them by the neck and just shake them and be like, what do you mean? Right? Like who cares? So yeah. how do you, and I want to dive into this and I'm going to share my thoughts on it as well. But like, why is creating content important? Like, what's the purpose of content? Because obviously it's not views. And like, I think logically people understand that, but emotionally they don't. So what's the purpose of, of creating content? Why is it helpful? Um, you know, that's a great question. And I think a few months back, I would have answered a little bit differently. I think I would have said, you know, just like, try to be omnipresent and try to get those views. Maybe, maybe I would have been one of those that you would have reached through the screen and like shook me a little bit. <laughs> um, but the more we create content, I don't, me especially, I feel like there's this element that people don't often see and it's because they are not taking action. That is the personal growth is, I say is therapeutic. It is incredible. Like putting your thoughts into words, there's something special about that. And, it just makes, I don't know, your perspective kind of like makes sense, right? So yeah, that, I'll say that is benefit number one, the amount of growth that we have experienced because of mm. publishing has been absolutely amazing. And then what, what we say to people that they're like, oh, we want to be omnipresent and stuff. We say that we call it relative omnipresent, right? It's you don't need to be everywhere for everyone. You need to be everywhere for the right people, right? I love that. And the right people might be in two platforms, right? Like, for example, I don't have Twitter, right? I don't use TikTok. Um, I rarely go on LinkedIn. So if you produce content, you, for example, you do Facebook and Instagram, I see it all the time, right? Right. So for and me, podcasts. you're yeah. being omnipresent. Yeah. Exactly. So, and... Also building the habit of consistency. That is one of the biggest things. Again, 
Um, we actually, the, the way we started is we had tried to get into publishing quite a few times, failed miserably, right? Because you hear, you got to be everywhere all the time. And you set these goals, literally like new year goals where you're like, oh, I'm going to lose 20 pounds in two months, right? And then two weeks in, you're already like shoving fries up your mouth. Um, and it's the same with, with content. You're like, yes, I'm going to produce all these massive amounts of content in a week. And it's like, dude, you, you don't even do a, an Instagram story, right? Yeah. So we actually started doing what we call a 45 live. We, it came out after doing uh, 75 hard from Andy Frisella, yeah. a fitness challenge that every day we had to work out. And we're like, why don't we do something similar with content, right? We have put so many frictions like before in the past trying to get the content out and it has and, never worked out. And with friction, it's like, okay, like it, it, things that prevent you from hitting publishing. So for us, a point of friction was editing a video. So yep. we recorded actually five different episodes where we had two camera setups, the lights, you know, it had to be perfect, right? But the friction was we needed to edit that. And then we did not have time because we were handling different clients. So then they, they never get published. So we sat yep. down after sitting with a client and they were like, guys, like that's amazing what you guys do with everybody else, but we don't see anything on your feed. There's nothing out there. So how can you be selling content or ways to create content if you guys don't do it yourself? Yeah. So we're like, huh, that is actually a very good point. So we sat down and we're like, okay, how can we actually stay consistent so we can stay freaking yeah. So even though like they might not be like running into me or, or seeing the views, we have the safety net of content when they come back to us and they research us and the thing is there, right? So we removed all the friction. What are those yeah. elements of friction? recording, uh, equipment, uh, cameras. Okay, let's do that. Let's yeah. actually go live for 45 days. Like Fonsi said. Yeah. And we used to be the, the, well, at least I used to be like that perfection guy that is like, no, I need the right camera. I need the right mic. I need the right everything. And honestly, that is but, just, I was just making excuses for not putting the content out there at the end of the day. What's crazy is though, is like, honestly, none of that stuff actually, like actually consistently translates into more views. Yeah, like, what's exactly. It, like some of my most polished and well done videos are like the lowest engaged videos. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Like, they're, so, don't get me wrong. Like they have to be good videos. And like, yeah, I'm sure that a super polished and well done video, if you've never done one before, is going to perform very well. But like there's I don't know what it's called, but there's that thing of like after a certain amount of time, your feed gets saturated and like super edited cool videos aren't cool anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I mean, like what, what more we, raws are. Yeah. Yeah. What we tell people is always message over production, like focus on the message first. hundred percent. That's actually what's going to get the people in front of you, that's what is going to get people to love you. Like you can see an awesome looking produced video, but if the message is crappy, you're like, eh, like uh, I'm out of here. Right. right. Um, and the message is like people, they, th they think backwards a lot of times. They're like, Oh, I need the production to be able to have it out here. But the only way to get your message right as well is by doing it consistently right. and practicing and putting it out there and stressing your message. Like you were saying the other day. Right. Yeah. So, that is very important. So for us, we're like, okay, we're going to do 45 live. Literally go live on Facebook every day for 45 days in a row. How much? Okay, was, hold on. Hold on. Pause. Yep. yep. How much did that change your business and life? Well, uh, th that's the next part of the story, man. 100%. So <laughs> like this was the turning point. Yep. And this is why we're such a such big fans of this because that was the start, starting off the new the new business, right? Like up to then mm -hmm. we, were, we had different services. We weren't able to like dive deep. We were executing, it was happening. But then I remember one night specifically, it was like, okay, we're, I think it was like day 20 or something. And I'm coming back. Just so you know, like I'm still in my job. This was last year, right? I'm still working full-time. I'm coming and helping at nights, Fonzie, which what he was full-time with the, with the, with the business. And uh, I'm like, dude, like he's 11 and I, I have a baby. The baby was about four months old at the time. Um, I don't really want to post this video. I don't really want to talk about this. And with one of our clients, something really cool happened where we published something really polarizing for that market. 
and they were getting a ton of like organic engagement, like people against the topic were commenting and were actually like involved. And then the people that were like fans of the studio were actually defending the studio. So they're actually advertising the studio for free. And it was this beautiful thing. And the, the GM calls and he's like, guys, I get 9 p.m. I need you guys to like take out this post, like put it out, like delete it. Like, I don't want this. And we're like, exactly, right? And we're like, no, we're actually not going to do it. Like, look at all these things. You guys, in like an hour, you guys, like 5,000 views, all these comments, like 300 comments, people defending your stuff. So the right customer is going to come to you because of this, right? So I'm like, okay, I jump off the call. We don't take the pose down. I sit on the on the chair, you know, with the bottle on the baby. I'm like, I'm actually going to go actually live at 11 at night and talk about this thing because I just need to like let it out, right? So I sit in the table, the, the crappiest video ever, like super dark. I'm here with the baby sharing the story and something wonderful happens. That same night, about midnight, this guy saw the video because I will upload it in LinkedIn because a lot of our clients were on LinkedIn. So he's like, dude, Luis, like I saw your video. That's amazing what you guys are doing. Um, tomorrow, we're actually having a content dinner. And we're like, what's a content dinner? Well, we just come out, we put a camera and we eat and then we share what we, what we do for business. Mm. So they were like different, different types of businesses, right? And this guy canceled last minute and I literally just saw your video and I think you'll be a great fit. And I'm nice. like, done, I'll be there. So I show up, right? Not knowing any of these people, we started chatting. They have no idea about content. Then I, we get bombarded with questions. And then after the dinner, well, the first thing is like we made amazing local connections. And then after that, the guy comes like, dude, I am working on this amazing contract with a real estate company, a $200 million real estate company. I need what you guys offer. Like, I want it. <laughs> How can we work together? That's crazy. Dude, that turned into an $80,000 a year contract that completely changed our business moving forward and allowed us to actually do what we do right. now. Allow me to quit my full-time job to come work full-time with this. That one video that was crappy that I didn't know want I did not want to publish at 11:30 at night. I share a story of what was happening and what we were executing, and that made it. Guess what? We repeated the whole process again, and about day 17, the second time we did it, same thing happened. We got another flood of business that happened that way. So uh, yes, it it really changed our business. Just the minimal viable content, which for us meant a 45 live. And and like I think. Like people underestimate it and they don't understand the ripple effects, right? They think that in order for it to pay off, it's got to get, it's, you've got to hit that 80,000 view video, right? You've got to, yep. you know, you've got to have a webinar that's just perfect and you got to make a million bucks, right? Like that's the payoff. And it's like, no, like that's not what content does, right? The content, the purpose of content is to deliver your message. And if, you know, like, I'd rather have, I mean, think about it. I'd rather have a hundred views on a video and those hundred views be, you know, 50 of them be multimillionaires than 10,000, 50,000 views on TikTok. I know people that have gotten, you know, million views, million views on their TikTok video, right? They have hundred thousand followers. And I'm like, show me the money. Right. Yeah. And they're like, we can't. Right. And I'm like, because, right. Because they're not, it's not the right content. It's not the right people. Right. Yeah. I'm not bashing TikTok. Right. I'm just <laughs> saying that it's like, Views don't make don't don't equal dollars. They don't equal growth of your business. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. I think there's two key things here that um, it's a topic that I I enjoy. Right? There's this book called Barking at the Wrong Tree. I totally recommend it. It's amazing. And the guy talks about why extroverts people consider them to get luckier, right? Huh. And usually when I read something, I'm like, okay, how can I relate this to to content, to everything, right? To what we do. And I mean, it, it, it's simple. Extroverts, right? They just put put themselves in front of more opportunities. It's yep. as simple as that. It's actually not, they don't get luckier. They just get more chances in front of opportunities. Yeah. So then they can get it, right? So it's the same with content, right? If you are being consistent publishing, you're just putting yourself in front of more opportunities than if you do a highly produced video once a week, once a month, whatever, right? So that for 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 starters and then second is making offers like you can be consistent but if then you don't tell the people what to do next right if you don't tell them like hey if you have any questions let me know how can i help you i have this offer right like people don't 
they're not going to do or take that next step. Or right. it's going to be very difficult for them to take the initiative and text you, hey, how can you help my business? Right. right. It's like, mm, when's the last time you bought something where you were the one that initiated some high, higher, you know, like ticket thing if someone didn't yeah. ask, right? Like, like I didn't pay for ClickFunnels because I needed ClickFunnels. I paid for ClickFunnels because Russell Brunson told me I needed ClickFunnels and told me to buy it, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. in all reality, that's that's what it was. So like mm -hmm. you got to ask one of the things I want to go back to though, that you said Fonzie was, um, the personal development or the personal growth side of things when it comes to content. And then I want to kind of get into content creation structure, but like, I think that is probably the least talked about piece of con or like part of content creation that like, I've talked about it quite a bit on this show, but like, I don't think enough people talk about it at all. It's this process of, so when, when I hired Katie Richardson to be my coach, right? She's like, do you journal? And I'm like, no, I don't. Like, I, like when I was young, I did for like three years, but it was like to win prizes, right? It was like if you journaled every day for a year, you like won a prize. And if you did it for two years, you're like, you know, like, yeah. it's like yeah. a Boy Scouts thing, right? Um, and so like I did it for three years, but like I was, I don't know, in my early teens, I was recording what I did for the day. And my you know biggest takeaway was work was hard today. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And so she's like, you, okay. The, the process of journaling, right. She's like, the reason journaling is so powerful. Now keep in mind, I pay this coach, you know, five grand a month, 60 grand a year, right. Just for coaching. And she's telling me, listen, the number one exercise you can do is get out of your head. Right. Like, mm -hmm. because when, when you're in your own head on something, it has power over you. Right. It, it like controls the narrative inside your head. But as soon as you take that and you physically get it out of your head, now you can look at it. Now you can process it. Now you can, like, it becomes tangible, right? And you can look at it and go, oh, that's not true, or that is true, right? Like, you can kind of decide. But when it's in your own head, it's blurry, right? And so I looked at that, and I started journaling, and, like, I started realizing, oh, well, I haven't been journaling for the past three years, but guess what I have been doing for the past three years? I have been sitting in front of a whiteboard and drawing out absolutely everything. I have been mapping out every single episode that I've done for the last three years, every Facebook Live that I'm doing, every, you know, podcast one. I've been going through and doing that, and while it wasn't quite the same effect because, you know, it wasn't, like, long-form journaling, it was hugely, hugely beneficial and what happens, I've noticed, and you know, I'm sure you guys have seen this as well, is like when you create content, it is like, it's like visual journaling, right? And if it's podcast, it's audio, right? It, it forces you to go and you put this con piece of content out and you publish it. Well, guess what happens when you hit publish? All of a sudden it becomes really real. And now you start to go, dang, I really got to think about what I'm putting out, right? I really got to make sure that it's awesome. And so you put out a piece of content and you go, oh, I didn't do a great job of explaining that there. Let me create another piece of content to explain that better, right? But what most people do is they go, oh, man, that piece of content isn't perfect. Therefore, I'm not going to put it out. And so instead of creating more content, they create less. Where if you put out that piece of content, now it's out there, guess what? Now you're not gonna like that that piece of content is out there, so you're gonna go create another one, right? But unless yeah. you first make that decision that mm -hmm. you're going to create content, right? Then, then it's never gonna happen. And that's like, I did an Instagram story the other day, right? Where I was like, you, know, you wanna know how you do it? Like you just start, like you just commit, <laughs> right? Like you, ju like you just have to make it not an option. Right. It's like, how do you become successful? And, you know, the, the cliche thing is like you choose it, but it's like you, you do. Right. Like you literally just you make a choice and you you follow through on that and you don't ever stop. And it's like, I don't care if it's you wake up at two o'clock in the morning. and You're like, crap, I forgot to you know, create that piece of content. Like you get your butt out of bed, you go to the computer and you cre create a piece of content and you hit publish and then you can go back to bed. But like. People give themselves excuses. It's, I'm too tired. I don't have time. It's not going to be good enough quality. It's going to get low engagement. It's going to be... What pieces specifically for you guys from a personal development standpoint, what aha moments have you had in your own life or about your messaging or about your content that you have had that has come from a result of producing content that you probably wouldn't have had otherwise? Yeah, um, well... Personally, right? I mean, one of the things is what I told you, and it's the same that you just were saying, like putting the things into words just made me realize like, wow, like at first I was like, I cannot even articulate properly an idea. I was like, that is rough, right? And 
uh, at first I would always say that for me was because English is our second language, like our main language is Spanish. So I guess I had like that in my head, that belief that I was like, oh, because I speak Spanish, my content in English cannot be that good, right? It won't be that good. That was just an excuse I was putting myself mm. that was stopping me. Um, so that that's a big one. The other one is like, it has helped me personally be like, okay, I want to know more too, right? Like I want to share certain things. I need to be more educated about it. Let me read about it. Let me educate myself um, so I can put it out there yeah. and, and for it to make sense to others. Um, I, I think another like big one is that we, we, we talk with a lot of people that come to us is the fear, right? I, I think a lot of people yep. are just like scared terribly to, to put themselves out there for either fear of rejection while other people can think of me, right? But for us, what really worked was changing our perspective. It's like, yeah. okay, like we know, right? Like that we're, we're fresh from the start creating content, you know, a few months back. We're like, we work with other people that have audiences that have a clientele, like stuff like that. But when it comes to us, like the things that we want to say, we're literally starting from ground zero with 45 Live back then. So let's take this as an opportunity to actually develop our message, to see what's happening, to, to develop yeah, conversations. Yeah. So people are like, how do you measure, let's say, organic content? Well, you measure it through conversations. How many people are actually engaging with you? Uh, and then you can start shifting your points of view or arguing. And for that, you need to be prepared. For that, you need to be learning a little bit more. For that, you actually have to do some research, right? Well, so, and, and I think uh, you also need to know what your message is at that point. Like it forces you, it like it forces you. I think a lot of people struggle with imposter syndrome because they've never taken the time to figure out what they actually know. Like most people are like, nobody will listen to me, but it's like, do you even, do you even listen to you? Right? Like, mm -hmm. do you even know what you're capable of? And like, when you actually sit down and like put something on paper and you go, oh, okay, I'm going to teach how to set up a Facebook ad. I'm going to teach how to create a piece of content, I'm, whatever. I'm going to teach whatever it is that you're teaching, but you actually go and you're like, now, how would I teach that? And then you actually put it out there. You realize, oh, I actually do have a framework. Oh, there actually is a process that I would follow. And like, if you don't know what that is, then guess what? It forces you to, I can't tell you how many times, like I'll, I'll do a podcast episode and I'm like, I need a framework. Like, what's my framework for this? And I'll literally make it up right there on the spot. Yep, and yep. I, I'm like, what do I do? And then I go through my head. I'm like, well, first I do that. Then I do that. Then I do that. And then I like, look at the underlying thing of what I actually did. Then I go, okay, I guess that's my framework. Boom. And then I go create a piece of content around that. Here's how I go and do this. And then I go through and I get feedback from that. And people will be like, oh, that worked really well for me or that didn't work so well for me. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Let me adjust that message better. Let me go through and, you know, like tweak this injustice, tweak this injustice. Yeah. You, so here's a, here's a really cool story that we had with somebody that we're helping currently. Like this person uh, has been traveling through like five different countries, like started a couple businesses in other countries. And then he's like, dude, like I have this message in my chest that I want to get out. Like I want to, I want to be out there. I want to create content. Like he wants to be a coach, right? I'm like, okay, perfect. Let's, uh, let's actually start. Right. So why don't you do a video and post it? And it's like, okay, perfect. I'll do it. Month goes by no video. We're like, where's your video? So, okay, I'll make an Instagram post. The Instagram post was there. Okay, where's your video? Like, where is it? So three months go and, and nothing, no progress happened, right? So we came to that person and we're like, hey, we, we, we know your potential. Like, we know you from a long time ago. You have a really cool story. Uh, he wanted to work with us on the Hispanic market side of things. And we're like, okay, for you to earn that, <laughs> we need you to publish. We need you to, to feel the pain that 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 brings and that growth that, that that brings because then you're gonna know exactly what we actually sell and you are gonna be able to speak properly when you talk about our product so okay perfect so your challenge is we need you to go actually do a 45 live and after that we're actually gonna help you produce your show so he's like okay Okay. Okay. That's good. So the reward is super high for him because yeah. he wants to do it. Yeah. Now we put some pressure, right? So we're like, if you don't complete this 45 live, then we don't produce your show. Then you don't work for us. Right. Or with us. Um, so he's like, okay, I'll do my 45 live. What do I say? So like you said, you come up with a framework right there. I'm like, very, 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 very simple thing. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, tell, you tell the people what you did that day and then you relate it to the message. Well, I don't know what my message is. I'm like, okay, we'll start talking. You'll find out what your message <laughs> You're is. You're gonna quick. find so, out real quick. 
but here, so here's the wonderful thing, right? For the se first seven days, and, and again, this is like a very low point of entry as far as like creating content. It's like you and your phone, that's it, and your message. So he goes in and then for the se first seven days, he shares a story of what happened today and then he ties it down to something that he wants to teach, right? After the seven days, he calls and he's like, dude, something amazing is happening. I'm actually identifying the topics that I actually talk about. So he was able to find like these three different categories, right? So he's like, okay, perfect, amazing. So now, you know, these are your like core things that you found out through publishing. Now you can start creating a little bit more like frameworks if you want. You can stay with the same one and refine it That's if you great. want and see what what people respond. So he continues to do this and he's like, okay, how do I uh, how do I monetize this? Like how do how can I make money from from this? And keep in mind, this is a person that doesn't have thousands of followers or even hundreds right he's like he's publishing on his personal thing this is an experiment the beautiful thing that happened is like he started to identify these patterns in his head while he was doing the publishing that he actually came up with a solution for a problem that he he himself lived he was like in this very crazy corporate job and he was able to establish a process to find another job that paid double and then he was happy so he started to identify with this audience that were in his same position or are in the same position that he was a couple months ago. So he now is able to turn around and actually teach these people that process. Yeah. So he's yeah. like, after first two weeks of just publishing, he was able to find not just his message or refine it, or he still does, but also a product he can, that he can actually monetize. And now he's working towards creating an offer for people that are interested. It's like, hey, dude, I sync with your message. I understand. I feel your pain. I'm right there. Can you help me out? And this beautiful thing happened through publishing very basic thing from a phone every single day, just right. like you just said. Yeah, it, it was pretty powerful to see, honestly. And I think it, it is that fear, again, the fear of, re of rejection. Um, we are like driven by those vanity metrics, right? So at first he was like, oh, but like nobody's watching. And he would also, he would, I remember he was like, what am I going to say for like four minutes, right? Like, what am I going to talk? His first minute was like 30 minutes. And we're like, dude, didn't you, you say you had nothing to, to talk about. And your first minute is like yeah, 30 minutes really, long. Yeah. Like, there you go. There you have it. You know, like once you start doing it, you will be surprised of what you are capable of. Right. Yeah. And and something that I really think is, I mean, it is in the society right now is instant gratification, right? And it goes back to people saying like, oh, I don't have the time. And it goes back to consistency too, right? Because people want to put one video and see the results, but that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen that way. But like, like, but like, here's the thing, like, it doesn't even happen that way for anyone ever. And it's like, even it, like, I, I honestly believe like that the worst thing that could happen to you is like your first video be hit like. 50,000 views, right? Because like then n your second video is not going to hit it and your third one or fourth one or fifth one because there's like no backlog of content. Nobody knows who you are. You happen to have a, a, a random viral video, right? And then you're ruined, right? And it's like, yep. you've got to Like, it's a choice. Like you got to commit to it regardless of the amount of views and then you're going to start having the views go up from there. And I think that, I, like, I think it's super, super important. So yeah. I want to- even recently, sorry, Josh, too, but even recently, I mean, we decided to duplicate this thing with the show. We're like, okay, how can we multiply the points of contact and how can we make it frictionless to on the podcast production side? So we're like, okay, let's actually do it three times a week. And it's the same thing. We just had to put ourselves out there. But coming on, we made the choice that the numbers were not going to dictate us right. executing. We're like... No matter what happens, we need to commit to this thing for at least a year. Right. This it, is a commitment. Because it's one of those things where it's like, it's not a question of if it needs to be done or not. Like there's exactly. no, there's nobody out there that's like, maybe content is important, I guess. Right. You know what I mean? Like everyone's yeah, like, no. no, content is important. Clearly. Right. And yeah. so it's like, figure out Sorry. what it is that's going to allow, like, what would it take? for you to start creating content and then go make that happen. Right. And it's like, I, I'm doing my, my quarterly planning meetings right today. And we have a you know, big, long meeting later. And like, one of the things I asked myself, I was like, if I like, what would it take for me to make this happen? Like what would have to change in my life? And I was like, all right, my days would have to look like this. My weeks would have to look like this. I'd have to have this type of structure. I have to have this person. And like, this is like huge, massive shifts, expensive shifts. And I'm like, 
all right, sweet, but that's what it's going to take. So here we're going to go, right? It's like that, like just decide, right? Like yeah. don't give yourself another option. Okay, for the sake of time here, I, I want to pivot into my last question here because uh, we have to wrap it up here in like a couple minutes. As we wrap up, last question for you. What is your number one tip or piece of advice to people out there that are starting to create content? Um, I mean, I, uh, I, I think they should have gotten it from the whole episode, right? <laughs> right. But, but it's remove friction and start doing it, right? Do it as simple as possible. And just pretty much the only action you have to do is to speak to the camera and then hit the publish button. Th yeah. Those uh, two things. Go going off of that is finding like, what the, what's consistency for you. So do I need, if consistency is three times a week, if consistency is every single day, then what is your minimal viable content to stay consistent? So for us, it meant Facebook Live every single day because yep. we wanted to be present every single day. And the minimum viable content means removing the friction that prevents you from publishing. Yeah. So those two things. Yeah. Establish your consistency, like he said, and uh, remove the friction so you can actually hit publish. Yeah. And I want to say that it, it is not, it might not look as 45 life for, for you, right? Um, like he said, minimal viable content is totally subjective to your goals and what what's going resources, on around your yeah. life, your resources. Yeah. So think about that. Like you just said, right? If you want to live this type of lifestyle, I'm going to break it down to see how I'm going to get there. It's the same with content, right? I want, I want to have this output. All right. How can I make it minimum with the, the least friction possible so I can just put it out there. Yeah, that's so good. Like you just have to commit, you got to start, and you got to create a platter, a pattern and a plan that's going to allow you to be consistent with it. Guys, I really yep. appreciate you taking time to come on here. Where can people find you, follow you, consume your content, learn more about your stuff? Yeah, definitely. So uh, the main thing you guys can find us on our podcast content is Profit, is available in all the your favorite podcasting platform. We also go live Monday, Wednesday, Fridays yeah. around 4 p.m. Eastern. So, sounds familiar, huh? Sounds familiar. <laughs> uh, so you guys can actually see the behind the scenes as we record the whole episode. Sometimes they're bloopers. Most times they're bloopers. Uh, <laughs> it's, then, I've been yeah, on the show. It's pretty hilarious, guys. You, you want to catch it live. It's great. Yeah. Um, so that's, a, that's the best way to kind of consume. We, we have guests every single week. It's amazing. And then uh, on social media at BizBrosGo, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram mainly. And we're happy to answer any questions through DMs. So slide into those DMs. We're happy to chat. BizBros or BizBrosGo? What? what was that? BizBrosCO. BizBrosCo. Oh. BizBrosCo. Uh -huh. Okay. B I, I want to add something real quick. Sorry. Okay. B-I-Z-B-R-O-C-O. B-I-Z-B-R-O-S-C-O. Okay. B-I-Z-B-R-O-C-O. S C O. Boom. There we go. Boom. <laughs> it's the accent, though. <laughs> um, and I just want to drive this little point here before we before we go. Yeah. And one of the biggest benefits, honestly, from starting the podcast publishing, the relationships. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. if if I'm gonna, for me personally, uh, number one benefit. I mean, besides the personal growth, has been being able to spend an hour with you know people like like you josh That's right insane, um dude. like steve larson we had todd brown in the show right at catherine jones is Cat coming catherine again. jones and yeah like amazing it's invaluable and then you you get to actually build a relationship with them and i'm sure whenever we go to the next funnel hacking live whenever <laughs> that's gonna be right we're gonna come to these people and they're gonna recognize who we are right and we're gonna it changes Again, the it, whole uh, game. It elevates you to a game. new totally. level that you were not able to yep. get to before just because like you built that connection. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Rapid fire questions really quick for both of you guys. <laughs> super, super quick. All right. I'm going to go uh, Louise and then Fonzie. Just do, 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 do. Okay. And like you're going to go one, one or same question. Same question. For both. Same question for both. All right. Ready? First one. Uh, dream slash favorite car. Jeep Wrangler, obviously. Well, that's your dream uh, car? Your dream car? No, the, the, the dream car is the Audi R8. Yeah, the Audi we, R8. We have, we have the same one. It's an Audi R8. <laughs> Audi R8. All right, not as cool as a Lambo, but we'll give it to you. All right, cool. Nah. Uh, <laughs> Debatable. Favorite airlines to fly? Favorite oh. airline to fly? Yeah. Uh, Delta. Good experience with them. It's been fine. Uh, I, honestly, I don't have that much flying experience. So, uh, <laughs> All I'm right. Favorite, favorite country you've been to? Spain. Yeah, probably. Uh, it, I like Italy too. Spain, Italy. I, I just love Europe, honestly. 
Married or single? Married. Oh, single man. Do you just see that? That's sweet spot right there. Yeah. No, get up, get up, get up. <laughs> one married, one single. How many kids you got? One kid. Uh, I, got, I, got, I got four. You got four kids. <laughs> All over the place. All over the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Last question I have for you guys. We asked everybody that comes on the show. Fast forward to the end of your life. You're on your deathbed and all of your money, success, fame, influence, impact is all gone. However, every single person that you influence or touch either directly or indirectly, you get to leave them with one final message or word of advice. What is that message? Luis, you're first. Go. Um, start a podcast, create relationships. <laughs> no, uh, dude, on the serious note, invest in yourself and then your relationships. But if you don't develop yourself, you cannot elevate those relationships. Love that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think I'm a little bit more abstract and I, I've been actually trying to dig into this question. I think I'm still looking for a, a, an answer, but, and I'm not going to say something cliche as like, go and do what makes you happy. Right. Uh, but I do, do think, people are responsible to create their own happiness. So it'll be some, something yeah. around those lines, you know, that empower them to, to know that they can create mm. their own reality and their own happiness. Think different theory, baby, right there. Create that your own reality. I love it. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. We'll link all their details down below. We'll see you guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Josh, thank man. You, Josh. This was awesome. All right, guys, this has been Josh Forty and the Biz Bros, Lewis and Lewis with... The just that craziness of going on there, the biz bros on Think Different Theory. As always, hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are going to be the ones that change the world. I love you all, and I will see you on the next episode. Take it easy, fam. Hey. Yo, what's up, guys? You've been listening to the Think Different Theory with myself, Josh Forty, which I like to call a new paradigm of thinking. And real quick, I got a question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message of positivity and making the world a better place is if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this is out on, that you like my stuff, and that I'm doing something right. So if you could take like three seconds out of your day and subscribe, leave a rating, and a review, I would be forever grateful for you. Also, I want to hear from you. I want to know your feedback back your ideas and your questions for future episodes so be sure to hit me up on instagram in the dm at josh 40 or via email contact at thinkdifferenttheory.com